Star Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy. One time out, they don't take it. Sounds like March. Yeah, NCAA tournament off to a rocking start. I, I got to say, this first day, we'll get you all caught up uh, on the happenings there. CBS Sports with the call, of course. And uh, we will have Stephen Matz, Mets pitcher, on the show in the next few minutes. Uh, we will uh, also be joined by Nelson Figueroa of SNY, former Met, now analyst uh, over there. He'll be with us for our Mets spring training report coming up at 7.05. So we've got a lot of baseball to talk basketball to handle but you know one thing uh, about you know this tournament that uh, you you do notice these games are like magnets like if you're busy today but you happen to walk past a tv and it's close and late it's like you can't pull yourself away you're just locked in just sucked in that's it no matter how many timeouts how many uh replays uh reviews whatever it might be you're locked in you're okay you know i have this team in my bracket i need to see what the heck's gonna happen here and you know part of the the fun of of march madness uh as it were and you know already uh see you had the call there was loyola chicago a buzzer beater now the clock went down to zero they put 0.4 seconds back on the clock so it wasn't a a walk-off per se but loyola chicago knocked off miami 64-62 64-62 in an 11-6 game. So 11 seed moving on. So there you go. You got your big upset early on in the day. Uh, Ohio State just uh, moments ago knocking off South Dakota State 81-73. So the five seed Ohio State moves on. But even the first game of the day, it's URI and Oklahoma. And you have one of the star players in the tournament and a team that probably did deserve to be there besides his presence. And, you know, Trey Young had a great game, 28 points. The game goes to overtime. And, ah, yeah, this is March Madness. This is what it's all about. I remember the last couple of years there, that first day, there hasn't been that great finish or there hasn't been the big upset and it seems kind of ho-hum. Uh, but this year off to, uh, off to a big start. So that's certainly, you know, fun to see. And, uh, Seton Hall has themselves a lead in the second half. We'll keep you updated on that. That's the biggest of the locals. Iona, uh, fell to Duke today. So their ride ends, but, uh, you know, still a, a remarkable season for Iona. Third straight MAC championship. And even though they were the number four seed in that conference tournament, Able to win it and find their way uh, into the NCAA tournament. Uh, so, yeah, you know, the March Madness is always fun to have around. It's nice to have some sports to really get into and have fun with. You know, football season ends, and if you're just rooting for the Jets or the Giants, football season was over by like Halloween. And you know, the hockey hasn't provided much. The Knicks were good for about a month, and then they went in the tank. And there hasn't been a ton to get excited about. But March Madness certainly welcome as we all pretend to care about college basketball for. Uh, a good three to four weeks here. <laughs> uh, 800-321-0710, the number to get involved. And today, uh, we usually do T-shirt Tuesday, uh, but Tuesday we had a Mets game at 7 o'clock. We only had an hour, so we're doing it Thursday tonight. So if you call into the show, you get on the air, we give you a free Mets T-shirt, 800-321-0710, uh, to get involved in the show. And again, we'll have Nelson Figueroa of SNY uh, joining us at 7.05. And we have the pleasure to be joined right now by 
Mets left-handed pitcher. It is Stephen Matz. And Stephen, uh, it's great to have you on the show again. How you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you guys? Yeah, everything's great over here. Uh, it looked like I-, I saw some things on Twitter. You had a fun day. You got to hang out with John Smoltz and Doc Gooden today? Yeah, yeah. It was an impressive Really good pitcher, so it was a good day today. Now, was Smoltz, uh, was he teaching you up a little bit? It looked like I just saw an MLB Network, uh, you know, little video clip that they, they put up. Was he giving you some pointers? Yeah, he was. He was. He was offering some advice, and uh, it's pretty cool to talk to a guy like that. He's just had so much experience and, and uh, is really still passionate about the game. It was really cool to hear, hear him talk. And he's always been huge supporters of you know what you guys have together as a starting staff and what you're capable of. Are you able to share you know any specifics as far as you know what kind of advice uh, he gave you? Uh, he he was just talking about uh, using your legs and how to go about that, and kind of telling me about his career early on and uh, talking about his off-season workout program and what he used to do and just stuff like what him and Maddox and Glavin used to do for their preparation between games. So just stuff along those lines. Can a, can a right-handed guy help a left-handed guy much? I mean, I'm sure with the mentality of the game, but, you know, does it all does it wor- all work together the same way or would, like, Tom Glavin be more meaningful for you to talk with? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, It's very helpful. All right, again, uh, talking with Stephen Matz right now. How about this spring overall, Stephen? Uh, you came in the first two starts, uh, got hit around a little bit, struggled with command, but you bounced back over the course of the last two. What what has it been like, I guess, emotionally uh, over the last uh, four weeks or so? Yeah, you know, I had a really good off season coming into camp. I felt really strong. I felt healthy. I got a lot of bullpens in. And it wasn't quite the start that I was hoping for, but... Um, now I guess the uh, the common phrase is it's only spring training, and I guess that's the way you got to look at it. I used that as a building block and, and kind of learned from that stuff, and I'm just working to get better every day, and I think it's starting to pay off now. Well, we talked to you in November, and, and you felt your mentality going into spring training was uh, you felt you had to earn your spot uh, going going into spring, and that's the way you were looking at it. Has that, you know, if you struggle the first two starts, does that weigh on you at all? Uh, you know, what enabled you to, to bounce back the way you did? Um, I just put the work in. Uh, I think just trusting uh, my preparation. Uh, I feel like I try to leave every... Uh, I try to turn over every stone and uh, in preparation. So for me, it's just a matter of uh, translating that to the game, and I, and I don't think I'll be okay. I think it's when I try to do more when I'm in the game when a hitter steps in instead of just trusting what I have and what I'm prepared for. How about uh, you know this past start against the Marlins? You know they, they get some base runners, some runs early against you, and then you're really able to to bear down. And I just I read some of the post game uh, you know quotes you had that you got mad that you let it go. Uh, was that a turning point for you to be able to just you know fire as as hard as you could or uh you know have a, a different mentality out there yeah it definitely is it it is the mentality that i need to have it's just here then hit it and if you uh you hit it then i'll i'll see if the next guy can hit it and that's the type of mentality i gotta go with it's just here's what i got and i can't try to make it better than what it is and I know, you know, physically, it's always been a question for you. But uh, even when, even after those first two starts, you said you felt great. Uh, how different has it been? How nice has it been to, you know, feel like your old self uh, out there on the mound? It's been really nice. Uh, it really has been, especially since I can, um, 
get the work in in between my starts. You know, it, it doesn't snowball as much when you can put the work in in between starts and you're not so sore. So it's been really nice, and I'm just uh, I'm just enjoying it really. Yeah. One thing you know, I saw as far as the numbers go uh, last year, you pitched you know, pretty well with. Out anybody on base, but with men on base, uh, you know, team started to hit you a little bit better, and, and you saw a little bit of that in the first two starts, perhaps. And the third time out, when there were men on base, you held them to zero for seven. Is that something that you know was a, a problem for you, or, or is that just you know the numbers maybe giving us some nonsense? Uh, what, what do you make of that? No, I think that is uh, something that I've been trying to focus on because you make your most important pitches out of the stretch. So I think executing pitches out of the stretch is. Um, something that I need to work on and get better at and I need to continue to get better at it. So that's just, uh, I think it's just part of the process. And I think uh, it's something I put the work in for and it's starting to pay dividends and hopefully I can uh, continue to uh, progress on that. We're talking with Mets pitcher Steven Matz right now. And now when you put the work in, it's with a new pitching coach in Dave Island. How have you enjoyed working side by side with him throughout this spring? It's been great. I've really enjoyed uh, Dave Island. He has a lot to offer. He's a no-nonsense guy. He's very structured, and uh, it's been really enjoyable to uh, to work with him. He's uh, He'll tell you how it is, and us baseball players especially need that. Do you find him to be a badass? I guess that's what uh, Noah Syndergaard called him the post uh, last week. <laughs> oh, yeah. He absolutely is. Now, is he encouraging you guys to pitch inside more? Is that a, a big focal point? Um, yeah. Yeah, it is. He uh, he likes. I think with any other pitching coach, I think pitching inside is a huge part of the game, and you have to pitch inside. How about Mickey Callaway? Is he active with the the pitchers much? Uh, be in the background that he has, or is he just allowing Island to to handle you guys and and focusing on on managing everybody? Uh, he's definitely allow Island to uh, to do what he does, and uh, but he does. Um, step in in times, but he doesn't step over the boundaries because Dave's got a really good plan in place with us. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what how they communicate, but I do know that uh, Mickey offers advice where needed. But for the most part, Dave has got at the range on us. And uh, talking with Stephen Matz right now. Now, overall, uh, for the team this spring, and, and of course the caveat is it is spring training, but the team 5-15-2, it's the worst record of uh, you know any of the big league teams in spring. Do you... Do you even notice it? Do you feel it? Uh, is it frustrating to lose, even if you know in the back of your head that it, it doesn't matter? Um, eh. <laughs> it would be nice to win every game all yeah. the time, but there's so many moving parts in spring and guys just getting ready, getting their work in. So it's you don't really feel it. You don't feel the loss. You get kind of look at it and you're like, man, we haven't really won many games this spring, but um, I don't know how much that holds up in the regular season, but I think everyone's just fine and as long as we're healthy and we'll be in a good spot does it feel like uh, we're only two weeks away from opening day no it doesn't man it's like i hit with a big storm up there in new york <laughs> so uh, i got the video from my parents so uh should be interesting starting or uh late march yeah you, you never know it could be you know 65 degrees and sunny uh, you know who knows but uh yes uh, two weeks from today opening day when the mets will be hosting the st louis cardinals um you know coming up here so that'll be exciting to see now, one guy who's had a, a great spring training is brandon nimmo of course out there in center field i know he's a close friend of yours um you know what what has it been like seeing you know brandon you know grab the opportunity in the way that he has uh, yeah, it's been really fun watching him. He's uh, really worked really hard and, uh, you know, 
it's been awesome. He's had a, he's come out of the gates hot, and uh, you know we're rooming together in spring training, and uh, it's just been a good house to be in. There's a lot of hits in the house, so uh, <laughs> it's been really fun to watch him kind of just trust the process. Now, does that include you? A lot of hits in that house. Uh, have you have we'll you swung see, much we'll yet this spring? <laughs> uh, I got I got a couple at bats. That was it. Okay, but we're getting we're getting there because you always have that Reds game, that major league debut. Everyone you know expects the three for four every time from you, Stephen. Yeah, maybe it will happen this year. <laughs> um, and and as far as Nimmo goes, how about him? You know, defensively in center field, we understand he's not going to be Juan Lagares, but if he's going to you know play a lot out there, you know, how comfortable are you? You know, having him as your uh, as your center fielder in that in that spot. Uh, I'm comfortable with him. He's a he's a really good uh, good center fielder. I've come up through the minor leagues with him and gotten to. Uh, see him play in center field and he's he's really well he's a really good ball player all around and then uh you know today of course the ncaa tournament steven do you, do you get into it do you fill out a bracket do you do you do you care at all no i haven't really got into it too much you're out completely uh, it's fun to watch but i don't i have a bracket or nothing well you're probably the perfect person to ask if you don't know anything about college basketball that means you know exactly who's gonna win who would be your uh who would be your prediction for ncaa tournament uh, champion Michigan State. Michigan State. There you go. You heard it here first. The Spartans are going to run it uh, all the way, says uh, says Stephen Matz. And, uh, Stephen, thanks so much for coming on. Have some fun with us tonight. Uh, we appreciate it. Best of luck the rest of the spring. All righty. Take care. Thank you. All right. Be good. Uh, Stephen Matz of the New York Mets. Uh, so, um, you know, for Matz, turning around the last couple of starts, which has been encouraging for him. He's competing with Zach Wheeler for that final rotation spot. One of those two is going to end up, you know, starting the season in the minor leagues in Las Vegas. Uh, it would seem that Matz has the advantage right now. And, you know, it was big for him, that last start to, you know, turn it around after a rough first inning, you know, get through. I think he got into the fourth inning and, you know, he threw 33 pitches in that first inning against the Marlins. It, it could have really gone sideways on him, but he was able to, you know, make the adjustment, get through, uh, get mad and let it go, which are, you know, some things you like to hear from him. But as, as he'll tell you, um, you know, being healthy, the biggest thing for him thus far this spring training. 800-321-0710, the number to get involved. Again, 800-321-0710. It's a t-shirt Thursday. We usually do Tuesdays, but a t-shirt Thursday uh, that we are doing tonight. So you call it to the show, you get on the air, you get yourself a free Mets t-shirt, 800-321-0710. Mets talk coming up, March Madness talk coming up, a lot to do. Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy on The Voice of New York, 710 WOR. You're in the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy. We'll have Nelson Figueroa, SNY, coming up at 7.05 uh, and dive into you know what's been happening with this Mets team. So, you know, as we just spoke with Steven Matz, he's been better the last couple of times out, which is uh, good to see. And he you know, did acknowledge, didn't pitch uh, you know as well from the stretch last year and something that he's been focusing on. And uh, you have started to see a turnaround uh, the last couple of outings for him. But now, you know, still Matz and Wheeler, I think both of them under the microscope scope with these you know a couple of starts coming up before the season begins and I think you'd give Matt's the slight edge over Wheeler right now for that number five spot but if uh, and it's always a big if everyone remains healthy in that rotation for the Mets you know what you'll probably see is you know Matt's number five and Zach Wheeler starting the season down at AAA Las Vegas as you know Seth Lugo and Robert Gesellman 
their outings have been getting shorter rather than longer, so it appeared that those guys are ticketed to the bullpen uh, where they would you know, pitch at the big league uh, level for the Mets. And then you want to keep somebody stretched out. You're going to need a starter eventually uh, this season, and you know, it would be up to Wheeler to, you know, I guess, swallow hard and you know go down triple a las vegas uh stay sharp and you know you you know how this game works uh sooner rather than later he'd be called upon if uh if that is to be the case and you know jacob Degrom on the mend be on the mend uh he's back he's throwing 98 in a game he started earlier this week and uh Degrom will be able to to start one of the first games after opening day but noah Syndergaard now the opening day starter because of that back discomfort that uh slowed down the beginning of the spring for Degrom. Matt Harvey through today had eight strikeouts, three runs allowed, five innings of work, a 7-6 loss to the Marlins uh for the Mets and you know Harvey I mean it's nice to see the eight strikeouts uh that is fun but again you know, not at the point where you're thinking he's going to be, you know, the guy that he was a couple of years ago or three years ago. Matt Harvey needs to be a number four starter. Matt Harvey needs to take the ball every five days. He needs to give you 150 plus innings over the course of the year. He does it with a 4.20 ERA, let's say. That's just fine. Yeah, that that would be plenty fine, I think, for the Mets and and for what he is at this point. I don't see him suddenly going back to starting All Star games and competing for Cy Youngs. But so much of it does seem to be mental, and, and Mickey Calloway, you know, making note of the fact that uh, Harvey is you know getting some of his uh, his confidence back, which is you know a, a factor uh, for for Matt Harvey. But here's um, you know Harvey on you know, how it felt today to be back out there on the or to throw the five innings of eight strikeout ball. That's right. I think um, you know when I obviously felt good in the first two innings and then kind of got out of whack in the in the third and um, you know kind of yanked. I was yanking everything open and. and my front side was leaking, so everything was flat. And then, um, you know, gave up a couple hits and walked the pitcher, obviously, which is not ideal. And, and then uh, things kind of unraveled. But I was happy with settling back in, and, and those last two innings were, were much better. That front side was uh, was leaking, but he was able to fix it. You got a little baseball terminology, right? You know, it just means not close. Dry humping. Well, yeah, you got the dry. We've learned a lot of baseball vocabulary over the course of this spring training. Uh, let's grab some calls here. 800-321-0710. It's a t-shirt. Thursday, we're doing it tonight. Typically Tuesday, but Thursday tonight because we had the, the Mets game on Tuesday. You call into the show, you get on the air, you get yourself a free Mets t-shirt. So let's go to Keith in Staten Island. How are we doing tonight, Keith? Hey, Pete, great job with Sports Zone. I had a quick two-part question. I'll hang up and uh, and listen to your answer. Right. Um, as far as leadoff, will, are we looking at Nimmo? I, I heard he's uh, doing fantastic so far in uh, spring training. Yes. Are we looking at him for a leadoff? And also, the second part is, how do, do we know yet about Callaway in terms of the Z, like six, seven innings out of a starter, and then we have a seventh-inning guy, an eighth-inning guy, a ninth-inning guy? Well, we got to feel out the second part there with Callaway in terms of what he actually does in the regular season, but for what he has talked about, you're going to see Jacob DeGrom and Noah Syndergaard you know, pitch fairly deep into games. I think seven innings is what you're really looking for, and they'll be able to go deeper than that if uh, the situation warrants. But with you know the three, four, five starters with Vargas, Harvey, and either Matt's Wheeler, I think you're going to see... You know, five innings, maybe six, not as deep as you'd extend the, the, you know, Cindergarten to Grom and, you know, more reliance on the bullpen to get, 
you know, nine outs, maybe a little bit more than that, and you're not going to see defined roles for those bullpen guys where, hey, eighth inning, that means Anthony Swarzak's going to come in and pitch to three batters no matter who they are. I think he's going to strategize it uh, a little bit more, at least based on the way that he's talking. But that's that's one of the open questions. I mean, it's easy to... You know, say, hey, philosophically, this is what I believe. It's different to actually manage it in game, and and you know that'll be part of the mystery of the first few weeks. Well, well, Swarzak in in the past, I mean, he pitched a phenomenal amount of innings last year. Are we are we looking at that same situation again, where he's going to be? I mean, he pitched a lot of innings. Well, are you talking about Addison Reed with the Mets last year, or I'm saying Swarzak on his other team? Oh, okay. Oh, uh, you're sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah, he th- he threw a lot because he was he was effective last year. Thanks for the call, Keith. Um, but uh, oh, well, call back, Keith. We'll get you a T-shirt. I, I dropped it by accident. But uh, yeah, for Swarzak, sure, he threw a lot of innings. He was healthy. He was effective. So you know, he was a free agent after the year. So you pitch him. Uh, I, I don't think you're going to see him. I don't think you're going to see guys get run into the ground the way they did the last few years with Terry Collins. I'll put it that way. And uh, you know, I don't know everything about how Swarzak was used last year, but we know Addison Reed pitching a ton of games over the last couple of years. I don't think that Callaway's going to fall in love with a guy and he'll be quicker to give some rest and, and find somebody else to go to. And it's why the Mets want to have a deep bullpen. And it explains, you know, some of the, the moves that they made, uh, prior to the deadline last year where every trade they went out and, you know, got a, a minor league reliever, which is not normally the way you would do it. And certainly not the way you've seen it in the past. But, you know, these bullpen arms have become like gold in the game. The only guys that signed in, you know, before the new year were the relievers. Everybody else, the best position players, best starting pitchers, they all had to wait until spring training uh, to finally get a, a big league deal. And, and as far as Nimmo, he's having a great spring. He's going to be the leadoff guy. He's going to play center field. I think we thought initially it would be mostly Ligaris, and Nimmo would start a couple days a week against the righty. I think Nimmo's earned the majority of the playing time now. And, and it could be a true platoon. If not, you know, Nimmo's starting to get some lefties as well. But uh, that's how good Nemo's been this spring, and he's held up in center field. Uh, again, he's not going to be Ligaris, but you bring in Ligaris in the eighth inning. You can move Nemo to the corner. You can do whatever you want if you have the lead late. Uh, but he is really having a great spring, doing himself a lot of favors. 800-321-0710. Uh, we'll take more Mets calls coming up. You get yourself a Mets T-shirt. As long as I don't hang up on you, which I won't do again. I'm in it. I'm on it now. I got it. Uh, again, 800-321-0710. It's a sports zone with Pete McCarthy on The Voice of New York, 710 WO. It's the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy on 710 WOR. Hey, Seton Hall, an eight-point lead on NC State under two to play, so we could have a local move on. How about that? Uh, To the second round of the NCAA tournament. And uh, Seton Hall, though, is going to have a tough draw. They get Kansas a number one. Had a little bit of trouble with Penn. They were down about 10, 10 to 15 minutes into that game. Uh, but they, Seton Hall has to play Kansas in Wichita, Kansas. Not uh, not ideal circumstances to pull off that kind of upset. But, um, yeah, we'll let you know when that game goes final. 800-321-0710, the number. I'm sure uh, plenty of Mets calls here. You call into the show. You get yourself a free Mets T-shirt if you get on the air. Uh, let's go to Mac in Jersey. How are we doing tonight, Mac? I'm doing great, Pete. Uh, a, a couple of things. One, about Ligaris and Nemo. Mm-hmm. I like Nemo. I, you know, he's, I love his swing. I'd love to see him become a Christian Yelich. 
But uh, Ligaris, don't throw him away. He's a 262 lifetime against right-handed starters. Everyone says he can't hit right-handed pitching. He can. So they don't want to pay him. That's the issue. Now the well, other thing They're about, already paying him. He's guaranteed the money for the next two years. To, they're looking to get... To get that contract moved, well, they, they shouldn't get rid of him uh, for nothing. Not you know, don't get rid of Juan Lagares because of of money or this reason or that. Uh, if you're going right. to be able to turn that money into something better that helps by opening day, fine. But if if that's not the case, then Juan Lagares could play a role on this team as a defensive substitute late in games that you're leading. He'll start against some right-handers, and they're not deep in the outfield. As soon as somebody goes down, Lagares is right back in the mix. So uh, I wouldn't be in a hurry to move Lagares. And, and, yes, if they were to you know move him for some minor league players and just dump the salary, that would be a mess before opening day. They need all the help they can get. Yeah, and, and you were saying that um... – We'd be happy with a 4.20 from Harvey and, and a, a certain number of innings. I think that Wheeler believes, and I believe too, that he can do better than 4.20. So it's not just him and Matt. I mean, Harvey's box office. So Realistically, Harvey. Matt Harvey's going to be in the rotation. They're paid him to be that way. The money talks. But now, Wheeler can be better than Harvey. Maybe, but he hasn't done it. He hasn't done it over the course of his career. He hasn't done it over the course of this spring training. So that's where Harvey has the edge. As bad as Harvey was last year, he has a longer track record to run on than Zach Wheeler. So Harvey ends up in the rotation early. Listen, if Harvey bombs out and it's May, and he has a 12-plus ERA, he's not going to be in the rotation. Oh. You know, Then Zach Wheeler yeah. will take his spot, sure. But well, initially, Harvey gets the first shot. That's the way it's going to be. Hopefully he won't be ba- that bad. But my favorite start for Harvey this spring was the one where he didn't have a lot of strikeouts, but you know he got a lot of ground balls, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, when he goes eight strikeouts in five innings, he burns himself out. Now he needs to he needs to learn the pitch. I mean, that's going to be the big um, you know change here for Harvey overall. He doesn't have the overpowering fastball anymore. It's still plenty fast enough at 95 miles per hour, up to 96 to get guys out. But he doesn't have a wipeout slider anymore. Uh, it was encouraging. He was able to rack up eight strikeouts today, uh, but that's not what we've seen from him as the norm. And you know that's an adjustment that he's going to to have to make. Yeah, he went five innings today, and and eight strikeouts is a fine start. He gave up three runs, you know, whatever. I, I think uh, I think it's a step in the right direction for Harvey. But I I still I don't expect him to suddenly turn on, become that guy from a few years ago. He doesn't look like that guy. He doesn't act like that guy. Uh, Rich in Bloomsbury, what's up, Rich? Hey, Pete, how are you? Good. How are you? Oh, I love the show, man. Good job. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, I was listening to another station earlier today, and some of these Mets fans calling up, and they're, they're, the, the pessimistic attitude they have, oh, we're only going to win 77 games, 79 games. I think we're going to be in the upper enchilons of about 90 to 91 games. What do you think? Uh, I would put it in the middle. You think they're that good? I do. Yeah, what has you so optimistic, Rich? I like optimism, so let's go. Spit it out. What you got? What do you like about it, him? It, it, it kind of it reminds me of the 2015 season. You know, if we get Rosario and, and a couple of the young kids to do what they're doing, Nemo, if he could stay hot, 
um, and play a good center field until uh, Conforto gets back. And who knows what we're going to have with Conforto if he's going to be swinging the, uh, the bat right with that shoulder. Um, I just think if we if we could get a couple guys that have lightning in a bottle, I think we'll be all right. I love spring training, baby. Get all that lightning in a bottle. Tuck it in. Tuck it in and sell it. And win 91 yeah, games. You, got, you, 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 have to, you have to save some hits for the uh, real season, though, right? <laughs> I hope that's what's going on, yes. And, uh, yeah. and thanks for the call, Rich. But this is, this is the true story of the Mets, right? I mean, you could come on and say they're going to win 90, 91 games and not be a crazy person. And you could also come on and say they're going to win 74 games and not be a crazy person. I don't think that's the case with the Yankees, right? Or... Uh, most other teams around Major League Baseball, most other teams, you could put them in a box of about six to seven wins and say, they'll be somewhere in here. But the Mets, I mean, it's like 20 wins that you could spread it out because there is still a lot of talent and potential that is wrapped up in this team. But it's wrapped in Fabergé eggs that could go down at any single moment. That is what the Mets are. If they have three or four key injuries. It's last year all over again. And that's not terribly unlikely, considering the leg issues for Yoana Cespedes, Conforto coming back from the shoulder, and all the pitchers that, with the exception of Jacob deGrom, none of them have thrown 200 innings in a single season. So even though they pitched the Mets to a World Series, uh, they they haven't been able to do that much in a, in a regular season. You know, Harvey crossed 200 overall uh, in 2015, but you haven't seen that if you include the postseason. But you can't you haven't seen that consistently in any way, shape, or form from these Mets pitchers. So that's that's where they are. If this team did manage to stay healthy, and you have a talented shortstop and a Med Rosario that you you can you know be bullish on, yeah, this could be a 90 win team. I think that they'll compete for one of those wild card spots. I think they'll be in it until, let's say, you know, the only way you could really predict is up to about the trade deadline. I think they'll be in it at that point. They'll be in position to be a buyer. And then you hope that's when it becomes 2015 if they could swing that big move, whatever it is they need. Another bullpen arm, another starting pitcher, another bat, some speed, whatever it is. You'll know what that need is when you get to July 20th, and then they got to go out and get it. I think they're capable of that. I do. There's not you know a ton to trade in the system, but they're capable of being in that mix, making a move, and you know trying to make a run over the course of the second half. But that's about as optimistic I'll be with this team because I'm I'm not pegging them to be anywhere close to the Washington Nationals. I think you're competing for a wild card. I wish you know the the off season played out differently, where we could sit here and and be bullish about the Mets being better than Nationals. I can't reach that level. I think that level is crazy. But you want to talk about them winning, you know, 89, 90 games? Yeah, they're capable of it. 800-321-0710. Again, 800-321-0710. We will have Nelson Figueroa, former Mets pitcher. You see him on SNY at 7.05. How many wins does he think the Mets are capable of? Uh, And uh, we'll do much more with him as uh, the Mets. It's been a brutal spring. 5-15-2. But luckily, that'll that'll all be zeroed out in two weeks when they're opening up the season against the Cardinals at City Field. It's the Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy on the Voice of New York, seven ten W O R. It's the W O R Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy on seven ten W O R. 
Hey, Seton Hall moving on in the NCAA tournament. They knocked off NC State 94-83. Uh, that game ending about uh, five minutes ago. So congratulations to Seton Hall uh, moving on to the second round of the NCAA tournament. They'll get Kansas on Saturday in Wichita. So that'll be a, a tall task. Uh, but uh, we'll see what Seton Hall could come up with there. As, as far as I could tell, they are the only local that is uh, uh, still around in this tournament. Uh, St. Bonaventure, it's New York. But it's like a nine-hour drive or a six-hour drive, I think it really is, from New York City. So I uh, can't really call them local, even if they have New York as part of what's happening there. But uh, you take what you get. 800-321-0710. Giving away some Mets t-shirts tonight. Kevin in Connecticut. What's happening, Kevin? Hey, how's it going? Yeah. Uh, just on your previous point about, about the team, I mean, I think things got to go perfectly. You know, like... Everyone's got to stay healthy. Conforto's got to come back and be good. Nemo's got to be, you know, continue what he's doing. Uh, you know, Rosario's got to, you know, show us a lot more than what he showed us in spring training. We got a huge problem at first base that needs to be resolved. Yeah. I mean, a lot of things got to go right for 90 wins. But- no, yeah, but they they at least have that ability. And that's not true of all teams. And you know, people always like to say, well, you stay healthy, anything can happen. Oh, it's really not true for most teams. They can't stay healthy and they'd still max out at 80 wins. There's a lot more talent on this Mets team than than, you know, your average baseball team. It's just a matter of, you know, like I said, it's 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 baked into very fragile beings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, in, indeed it is. But also, I mean, the bullpen Looks like a problem to me. I mean, Familia's been blow has blown up too early. Ramos is, Ramos is I know Ramos is not good at all. I mean, at the end of last year wasn't great. Spring training is not great. Swarzak's been injured. We don't even know what we have with him. I mean, we have like what we have Blevins. <laughs> that, 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 and it's point, it's too early to sweat the bullpen. You know, through some spring training outings. I know Robles gave up. It's not Robles. Uh, you know, I start calling him that. Ramos gave up some runs uh, today. Uh, but I- I'm not going to sweat that bullpen until, you know, we get a little closer opening day. I know it's two weeks out, but that last week, that's when I want to see the defense tighten up. That's when I want to see some good performances from the bullpen guys. That That's when I'll worry. But to this point, you know, they're just working stuff out. They're getting the work in, and they're, they're getting the heck out of there. So I'm not... I'm not sweating the bullpen quite yet. It's not as strong as other teams that are, you know, true competitors, but I don't see it as a huge, uh, you know, problem for this team yet. Well, one other point is is Montero needs to go. Yes. He shouldn't be taking up spring training innings at this point. We should be giving <laughs> to the one of the other younger kids to see what, what they have. Yeah. He's... It, He's just got to go. Who cares? I agree 100%. Yeah. He's got the options. And thanks for calling in, Kevin. But, you know, he's got the options. So if you send him down to AAA after spring training, some other team could pick him up. So be it. Uh, come on. How many years have we seen this guy pitch a 6 ERA? He's afraid to pitch to anybody. Yes. Montero, done. I think we're done with Robles as well. But Robles will give you, you know, just enough hope. You know, he'll throw perfect innings these next two weeks because that's what he does. And then, you know, blow it up the first week of the season in some game. Um, you know, that he's, he's powder keg, Robles. But yes, Montero, I'm just absolutely done with. Uh, Jeff in the Bronx. What's up, Jeff? Pete, how you doing this evening? Good. What's up? Hey, a couple quick Met points about the bullpen and then a roster construction question. If you, you got me. a minute, Jeff. Okay, quick. I would. I know it'll never happen. I would put Harvey in the pen. He's good for an inning or two. He's topping out 94, 95 in the first inning. Then the second and third inning, he's topping out at 92. We'll talk in May. Well, he's starting I to begin do, the year. And the other thing is, is that if Burke is on this roster 
and, you know, Gonzalez is on this roster. We're really not – there's guys out there we can get that are better than them. You know, why is that other teams like the Nationals can think about Riamuto to upgrade a catcher when they already have a catcher, but we can't because we have – you know, Adrian Gonzalez has to have a spot on this roster. I'd go out and get Adam Lind. He's much better than Adrian Gonzalez. At least he was healthy last year. Yeah, I'd say he he's better. a bad back. Yeah, I'd say he's better. I think that's something the Mets should address, but it, it doesn't sound like they're, they're looking to do much right now. What else you got, Jeff? No, I was going to say about Burke. You know, we can't. We don't. Why are we living with you know Burke being or or whatever? However yeah, Matt Burke. Yeah, why is he automatic? Oh, we, we, he'll be our second lefty. They're left-handed pitchers. There's probably one or two on the market. Well, you're going to have some guys get cut. Than him. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't you know go nuts about that right now. You're going to have players all around the game. You know, like Rafael Montero, for instance. Maybe not precisely him, but you're going to have teams that have to make cuts. They got to send guys to the minor leagues that you know might be better than Matt Perk is an extra lefty in the bullpen. And remember, was it three years ago they went out and got Jerry Blevins late right before the season? Let let that play out. Uh, we still have two weeks until. Opening day. 800 3210710. Uh, we will have Nelson Figueroa, SNY, former Mets pitcher, with us uh, right after this news update.